Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the episode that celebrates Oreo Day, hmm. I think. I think that's a holiday that comes up perhaps midweek. Be be prepared. Have your Oreos early because you don't want to be caught empty-handed. I guess. I don't know. Um, this is the Awesome Today Show. Hello. Do you feel awesome today? I'm... I feel a little squirrely today. Uh-oh. I'm working on that, trying to work <laughs> oh, no. that out. Okay. But I you're think we delight. all know that, be, you're what that means. Maybe this episode should be to celebrate your brand new hair color. Okay, thank you. Can your I tell you? Refreshed hair color. Yes. Can I tell you a little bit about it? I would love nothing more. Okay. That's not true. If you were like, you want a billion dollars or do you want to hear about my hair? I'd be like, can I do both? <laughs> <laughs> also, by the by, I don't know how much this will pick up, but it is thunder is rumbling. Yeah, sunshine, sunshine, sunshine thunderstorm. Yeah, because it is the sunshine state. Yes, not to give away our location. The sunshine can't be stopped by a little thunderstorm. It's true. Um, the hair color is the first time I did something for me rebellious. Oh, do tell. Okay, well. You know, we live in Tallahassee now. I haven't found a new salon stylist because I my my salon anxiety comes back when mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. So I wanted to color my gray had grown in quite a bit, which nobody else minds except for me, I understand. I like it. You and the girls are actively opposed to me coloring my gray. It's true. It's, it's not fine. gray. That's the thing. The silver, the white. It is white. It is beautiful. Okay. Thank you. It actually, I'm actually less aroused by you now than oh, I was great. when you had the whites. Uh, what does that say about you? I've always liked a cougar. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, I knew what I wanted, though. I wanted to go red red to go auburn red to be like a real auburn red okay so i did some internet searching how can i do create this look for myself at home you mixed raspberry kool-aid and i did 
model car paint. Yes. I wondered why your hair was like Smelled immovable. Like that. <laughs> it was just stationary. <laughs> it was a risky endeavor. No, what I did do, though, was I mixed two different shades from the same drugstore okay, hair color God. line. I thought you were going to say you mixed L'Oreal with Clairol and I was like, oh, no, no, no. Don't cross streams. <laughs> that would have been very much crossing the streams. I'm not that bold. I'm not that brave. But I did one box that was medium auburn, but the other box, bright auburn. Oh. Mixed them together. And it got the perfect auburn that I it was did. looking for. It's a very attractive color. If Thank I weren't you. such a hound dog for the, the whites, I I would just celebrate it. There's the thunder, if that came through. The on thunder the rolls. Where was that you being angry over my statements? Okay, speaking of the thunder rolls, if I say, and the thunder rolls, who do you think of? Well, Garth Idiot Brooks. Okay, now speaking of Garth Idiot Brooks, who I love, you don't. He's trash. He's trash in an old trash bag. We never said who we are. I said it was me, and that I think I said your name. Did you? Yeah. Nobody really cares who I am. We'll come to that later in the show. No. Kyle and Meg. Just, we got to give the secret password for people that want to come join the group. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget to put that in the, you have to answer the question or you're not, you're not allowed into the today group. It's a very simple answer. But we, sometimes we don't make it explicit enough. Oh, it's explicit. Speaking of Garth. That group is the most explicit thing I know. (laughs) Speaking of Garth Brooks couple of weeks ago, AJ and I sat down to watch a YouTube video as a young man younger than us, but older than AJ, explaining to his audience who Chris Gaines is. The serial killer. And watching a young person explain, first of all, contextually, who's Garth Brooks, Mm because AJ didn't know. Mm -hmm. I started singing, you know that song, I got friends in low places. And she was like, yeah, I guess. You're going to get copyright stricken? That sounded exactly like it. No, I didn't. And anyway, watching a YouTuber explain who is Garth Brooks and also his Chris Gaines era Mm -hmm. was so surreal. I was laughing the whole time and AJ was laughing more at me than she was at the video. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, my hair's a different color and I love it. It looks good. It looks good. I like it. Thank you. It's, I would say it's growing on me, but technically it's growing on you. <laughs> We're going to be technical, yes. We do like a good dad technical joke. Yes. Yeah. You're fiddling with your glasses Sorry. quite aggressively. Sorry. You're caressing your neck with them. You, yeah. want, me to, you want me to caress Look, your neck? What I are we have, doing here? I have weird... I have weird um, habits that come out when I'm recording. I get very fidgety. I don't have a proper okay. fidget spinner. So just whatever's close by is going to get fidgeted with. That's terrifying. And this is not an explicitly rated show yet. I will fidget with whatever's close by. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a smooth transition into new topic. Um, I, I, this This thought struck me this past week. We, we've all lost things, right? Yeah. And and you kindly put in the notes exactly how I said it, all the shit we've lost. Um, I was going to keep it clean, but you you always take it to a dark place. Me? Yeah. Your language is atrocious. What? Anyway, what, uh, what's the first, if you can remember, what's the first thing that was very important that you remember losing? Hmm. Why can I only remember recent things? Well, we're getting older now. Okay, first thing, like when I was a kid, 
Um, this is dead air. I I didn't know you were going to ask. Okay, me this. well, if you want, I'll tell mine while you think. You don't actually have to I'm, listen to me. I'm not going to be. I can't give you a specific answer, but I can give you a general answer. When I was a little girl, let's say from ages six to uh, I'm going to be honest, about twelve, I was obsessed with Barbies. Mm. I had a ton of Barbies. I had all the accessories, and so did thinking, you have Ken? Oh, yeah. I had multiple kins, mm. multiple Barbies. Smooth spot kin. Yep. And then my brother was the instigator of chaos in my life. He's a chaos demon to this day. but That's true. But everybody, everybody needs that. Yes. And so I would be willing to say the first thing I ever lost was probably Barbie-related, and it was probably lost at the hands of my younger brother. Okay. Well, for— That was a boring story. For not knowing and I, for a lot of probablys, I feel like you just threw him under the Barbie bus. Yeah. And that's I had unfair. a Barbie bus. I'm sure you did. Okay. It's probably in one of the bags in storage as a keepsake. <laughs> not at our storage. Maybe it was probably at my parents. Then my dad tossed it. So there goes my childhood. Dang it, Dave. Yeah. Well— what was the first thing you lost? Thank you. You can't remember. Thank you. I was thing. just waiting for you to ask me. Yes. So, your your so eyes traveled upwards. Like I uh, kind of blacked out. I was like, am I, is this, am I carrying the whole show on my back? Again? Again. Hey, tell me about the thing that when you were a kid, like the earliest thing you can remember losing. You know, it really means a lot that you'd ask. And so sincerely, um, one Christmas... I got, and it had to have been one of the very first models of the Casio digital wristwatch. It is awesome. That particular Radical. one. Yes. Hey, put your boobs back in. Don't make it. Don't make it freaky. That watch today is a collector's item. Oh shoot! It it was it was legit. Okay. And I loved it. I that was the first. That was the first accessory I ever owned that I loved. Yeah. I'd had a few other trashy watches, you know, the old Snoopy and some of that. I loved that watch. You've been a watch guy since you were a little boy. I can't, the only watch that I can like super remember, especially from my childhood, is I had a Swatch watch. That okay. was like the You just interrupted me. Uh, just saying, fair play, right? I, I'm not offended. I just, I'm, I, you are such a watch guy. I just, it I've known you for a long time. started with Casio digital wristwatch that I got for Christmas. That is what ignited my love. Yes. Man, I wore that. It was waterproof. I wore it in the shower I, or bathtub, whatever it was I did back then. I don't remember. It was probably, it was probably tubby, taking little tub tubs. Still, even at that young age, first thing that goes in the water, we all know what that is. If you don't, ask a man. There's no way of avoiding it. You can go face first, back first. The first thing that goes in, it's always the same thing. Can't solve the riddle. That's a whole other topic. That's We've talked about it deep before. Deep cut, yes. Um, it disappeared. Yeah. It just straight up disappeared in my in my room, I guess. I don't know. I never... If I ever took it off, it was only to sleep. Yeah. And it's just going it haunts me to this day. It's a slip in the matrix, babe. One of these Happens days, many times. one of these days I may go pay the exorbitant price for the collector's pristine condition. And guess what? I'm wearing it. I'll take it out of the box. I will wear it. Okay. In the tub? Probably. Okay. Probably. I may even wear the tub. I may strap it on like a turtle shell and then just sneak the watch out from underneath and check the time. You got That's how freaky I am. Very advanced. Um, you brought up Swatch, and that was, I also had 
later in junior high. Oh, it was it was an amazing. It was one of the fully see through. Ah, oh, yes. Good. It was it was stellar. In fact, it was see through. But the band that came on it was black, and I was like, oh no no. Yeah. And I I bought an aftermarket oh. swatch clear band and oh, strapped boy. that on there. It was just it was like. Is that man just wearing the dream of a watch? You can just barely see it translucent in the sun. It was a delight. It too disappeared. Only two watches I've ever had that just straight up disappeared. I've got a lot of turds in the drawer that won't disappear. Look, I, I swear I've thrown them away and they show back up in the drawer. Swatch watches are, are available on eBay oh, yeah. for under $100, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I want one now. Well, we'll, we'll get you one. Okay. Um, interesting that that is... We hold on to these things, and, and the the lack of explanation for where something went yeah. is what drives us crazy. In, well, me at least. In my life, I've lost not one but two diamond stud earrings. It's true. Not, one, not from the same pair. Not the same pair. One came back to me. The other is gone to the Matrix. Yeah. It's I've lost sitting there next to a couple of wristwatches and yeah. probably someone's virginity, all kinds of things. <laughs> I've lost in this house an earring. That I feel felt hit my body and then it was gone. Yes, yes, we've talked about this. But and I and I know I've talked about this before. It's the one thing that I that makes me shake my fist in rage, fury, and fury at the Matrix, at the universe, whatever you want to call it. And that is my yellow cardigan yeah. that I lost in Oklahoma City yeah. when the twins were babies. It Here's... was the best yellow cardigan I've ever seen. It cannot be replaced. I, I have a question, and and. I mean, I'm kind of bullshitting, but I'm also kind of not. So, and, and I'll bring this into, like, nobody cares about this, but I'll bring it into the world of my profession. I, I am a traitor. I, not, not a traitor. A traitor. Not a traitor to the country or to other noble causes or a even. traitor by profession. I'm not, I'm not even a narc. I'm just, <laughs> it's not a traitor. A trader. I trade financial instruments. And I was thinking the other day, and I do think about it a lot. It's a fascinating thing to me. It's It's quite always on my mind. Yes. And there's a lot of people in conversation who will somehow assign nefarious intent to the market. Oh, the market screwed me there. Oh, Why yeah. did it do that? All that. And I get that. Yeah. And we can feel that way at times. Mm. But I was thinking the other day, and it's like the market doesn't take mm -mm. anybody's money. Mm-mm. People make decisions that give their money to the market, but the market doesn't keep anybody's money either. Mm. As soon as you've given it to, it's like, no, and throws it out there for somebody else to take. Right. I only travel that path of conversation because what in the hell's happening to all of the things that disappear? It's not like randomly one day I woke up and, and found a diamond earring that never belonged to us or a watch appeared that was never mine. It's just, it seems like different than the entity of the market and that it takes, but it keeps, it doesn't give back. Would you like to hear my theory? I would love to hear your theory. It goes back to the multiverse is that we sometimes slip into timelines where okay. that object is gone. But there is another timeline. There is another universe, another reality okay. where that object was either never lost or even though it was lost, it was found. So if everything ultimately finds equilibrium, yeah, and I believe that it does, just like 
you can breathe in deeply, but you must exhale. You can exhale deeply, but you must inhale. It's a every everything comes back. It runs away. It comes back. Mm-hmm. Where's the shit from the other multiverses coming here? Where in your life oh, has, sure, has yeah. something shown up that it was like, oh. Haven't you had that experience? Um, not that I recall. I feel like I'm just a giver. Oh, I absolutely have come across things that I'm like, where did this come from? And there is no explanation for it. Well, name one. Okay. This may feel irrelevant to you, but I have found toys in our kids' collections. That's because that- they steal stuff from the church nurseries. We've caught huh? that going okay. on. That's possible. That's possible. but. I I absolutely I can't think of something specific beyond that. But I know, haven't you just like ever something's come across your path and you're like, where did this come from? I mean, no. Also, two two okay. If I may, I don't have a good answer for you right now, and you're not gonna be satisfied with that, but two examples that I can give you of us shifting out of a timeline where something was and shifting back into it when it was found. The thing on your Jeep that disappeared for a couple of weeks. No, that's true. But we just got back what was ours to begin with. Right. I'm just saying. We've we've told this before. Yeah. There there was, yeah. There's an electronic thing that you attach to a Jeep anytime you do modifications. It allows you to let the vehicle computer know that these changes were made so everything still works. Yeah. And you plug it in and you leave it plugged in it's underneath the dash just below knee level it straight up disappeared we you and i both I tore the jeep apart we kicked through all the leaves in the yard all that and a week later it was back and plugged in exactly where it was supposed to be yeah the other example but that was mine yeah i know i, know. I didn't i didn't gain I something it was I just understand. like they they took it and nobody wanted it so they're like all right take it back no they being the Universal what? metaphysical thieves of okay. stuff and things. I, and I'm I, just to clarify, and I said this from the outset, I wasn't proving the point by giving an example of other things that have come into our existence. I was trying to prove this via things of our own that have come back. The Jeep okay. thing and then the, the first diamond stud that I lost, that I lost in our bedroom and it ended up in a casserole dish in a cabinet in our kitchen. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, but I'm I'm out here. I've got my I've got my multiverse handout, and I'm waiting. Okay, good. I'm waiting for something. All right, come on. Well, I invite the universe in this next week to bring something across your path. You know, like I, I don't know where this came from. I dare the universe. Okay. If the universe has any chutzpah, any any cock and, and balls, any stiffness in its neck, however you want to phrase it, you took it. This is E. You wanted to say it. This is E because of Meg. <laughs> I knew you wanted to say it. Um, we, w- you and I have different energy when it comes to engaging the universe. I invite the universe. You challenge the universe well, to a duel. <laughs> I challenge the universe when he or she is being a prick. <laughs> Why is the universe being a prick about this? Those diamond earrings <laughs> beyond the monetary value. Yeah, they had. They had deep sentimental yes, value. Yes, that's true. That would have been a thing handed down for generations. Now it's just one. Hey, kids, we can all fight over <laughs> Grammy's earring. But then you replaced him. I have diamonds. That oh, you I know. I know. Year before last. For the third freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy me anymore. I'm ever. A, I'm a, a repeat buyer at the diamond store. They love it when they see me coming. 
<laughs> you lost another one, sir. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. All right. Um, you've uh, you've had some interesting developments. Yep. That was a smooth segue, wasn't it? Are you inviting me or challenging me to something? It depends if about. you're going to take something away from me or if you're going to share something. Because I'm tired of giving, damn it. I want something back in Never return. forget that matter is neither created nor destroyed. You so, literally just wiped eye matter out of your eye creases as you said that. Yeah. Is that the was, matter you're talking about? No, but I was talking about anything that you've lost. It's out there somewhere. It's just not in our present timeline. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm tired of funding other people's lives. In this time line in which we reside, I have mentioned on here on Awesome Today that I'm launching, I'm in the launch stages. Catapulting. Uh, well, it, it turned into a catapult. I was going to do a soft launch, but then it turned into a catapult. If you can't do it aggressive, why do it at all? Well, apparently that's what the universe said, because I was like, I'm going to start voiceover business. Maggie Cash voiceover. Yes, because she's ashamed to affiliate with the family last name. Do you know that's what the divorce papers said anyway? <laughs> in this industry of voiceover, a lot of people record uh, under a pseudonym. Yeah, it's like OnlyFans. You don't want people knowing who you are. You get all kinds of illicit offers. Anyway, I had said. You want to read my my birthday cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing. I guess I made that up. I, I bet somebody has done that. I'm sure that's true. Um, can we get back to my story? You have something yeah, else. I feel like you are there's, about to... There's a lot of things going on in this old man's okay. noggin, but you go right ahead. I'll interrupt it for will. I said I'm going to, and I have been tinkering, doing a lot of tinkering, this and mm -hmm. that. I want to make everything so perfect before I launch. Someone you've been talking to the potted plants? Yes. Practicing? One thing I do need to do to practice is, say, tongue twisters. Unique New York. Unique New York is a good one. It, it always trips me up. Yeah. Unique New York. Don't Unique take New ads York. that have that in it. Well, this isn't. Okay. Or books, whatever the case well, may be. There we go. I, the opportunity came across my path where somebody sought me out. An awesome. An awesome. Which is how it should work. We should all feed each other awesomeness. They just open a can of awesome and yeah. pour it down each other's gullets. Uh, yep. Put somebody in a headlock and make them force drink it. Okay. Came across my path. There's an awesome. Her husband has a novel. Uh, it's in print and ebook form, not in audio form. People have asked him, hey, what can we do hey, about listening? They asked, why'd you, Listen, why'd you stop at two thirds? <laughs> anyway, they were like, would you, would you want to? try reading this so i was like i don't know do you want me to try it well, there was some there was some tentative back and forth so you've spent all week learning how to read yes because previously you've just been listening to books oh you mean like basic literacy yeah we yeah. cannot nope nope stop smiling <laughs> <laughs> we cannot have this conversation hey, anymore hey i I read it's I read a book with table. my ears this week. Yeah, you did. Well, reread it. It's true. Re-listened to it. It was the second listening. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Regardless of Project Hail Mary, uh, by the way, by Andy Weir. Pig, big pig, pig, plug, pig, but what the big hell? big plug for that book? Not pig plug or pig butt or any of that. Big plug for that book, whether you listen to it or read it. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You learned how to read. Yep. And I sent this author a five-minute sample of me reading chapter one. 
I'm not gonna lie. Had some. I had some feelings after I sent it of like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. Why do I? Why would I even think I could do this? You know, all the use. Yeah, yeah. But he came yeah. back and he was like, I would love to move forward with you um, on this project. So we're gonna be talking about it. And now and he asked, would you consider getting a divorce? Nope. And you were like. It depends how much you're paying. No. <laughs> but the topic of his book, Formula One Racing, how, which is my, right in your wheelhouse. What is my exposure to Formula One Racing? Um, until this came up. Zero. I would say possibly even in the negative numbers. I knew vaguely that it was a car race. But did you suspect that? You know, or ask yourself ever what happened to Formula 2 and 3 and Formula 4, or did you just know there's only the Formula 1? There's Formula 2. Is there? It's okay, well, look at me making an idiot out of myself on I live only, on air. I only know that from reading this book. Apparently, it is a sort of like, maybe like a minor league, so like it's a step, it's where ah, you okay. go to yeah, kind yeah. of like step up into Formula 1. Gotcha. Same um, cars, different uh, I would people, guess. Something like that. I would guess it's something okay. along well, those lines. look at me, learning new things. So I've been learning a lot about Formula One. A lot. Also, did you know there's a wildly popular PlayStation game of Formula One? That I did. Wildly popular. That I did know. That plays into the book. And I told the twins, hey, maybe mom will do a little PlayStation Formula One. They lost their minds. Of course they did. They had complete fall aparts with joy and excitement. Yeah, mainly because they would be getting a new game. I am the only human being in this family who doesn't do video games, and it drives everyone nuts. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Let me just take that. It makes the twins feel agitated that this is an yeah. area where we cannot connect, we cannot bond. Everyone else doesn't care what I do with my time. But what the about twins the, are really the invested in it. Crappy. Excuse me. I just belched like an ape. What yeah. about the crappy little games on the cell phone, the I mobile phone? You don't play those either? I, oh. I mean, honestly, the way that you use the... The map apps, it's a little bit of a video game, but that's another story. I do have a game that I play on my phone. One, it's the New York Times Connections game. Daisy introduced it to me last week. Okay. We play every day and we send each other our oh. results. It's like Wordle in the sense that you can tell a different person like, oh, here's I got all the words or whatever. I didn't. I never got into Wordle. So I was skeptical when she told me about it. But once I played it, I was hooked. They give you 16 words. Those 16 words are connected in groups of four mm -hmm. in some way. And you got to figure out what okay. what four so words to group together. There's a theme for each group of four, not okay. for all 16. Each group of four has its own theme, its own connection point. It could be interesting. It could be like um like it could like be Formula One. No, it's not Formula One. It could be like um two, Formula Two, like compound words that go together, okay. like like switch blank and then like switch back, switch up, like so up and back would be grouped together because they would all they could all be like the second word of the compound word that starts with switch. Okay, okay, it can be um. One of the ones from yesterday that Daisy had a terrible time with and made her hate the puzzle was words to describe um, intelligence officers, like uh, government intelligence. Mm -mm. Criminal. Shady. <laughs> One of them. Spying on you. Was kinds of animals spelled backwards. That's weird. I'm, I, at first, I felt a tinge of uh, hurt that she invited you, but not me. Mm -hmm. But now it sounds like a game I would hate, so I'm kind of glad I oh, didn't, no, I I didn't have it. to bow out. I think you would love it. I don't know. I don't know. 
So the way you've described it does not sound appealing to me. It's a good brain teaser. Anyway, that's the only mobile game I play. It takes I don't have that many minutes. brain available to tease. You like mobile games. Some. Some. There's one stupid one where you have cars in a traffic jam on a grid and you got to get them off there. And I, I have a hard time putting that one down. Okay. It's the logistician. Is oh, that a word? Yes, in it me? is. I'm just like, move, I'll solve your, I'll mansplain your traffic problems. Get all these women drivers out of here. Is Absolutely. That, it's yeah. actually not what I said. Um, it's exceptionally warm in this room. Yeah, it is. I feel like I'm we glistening. Need to, we need to turn the AC on probably here in a minute. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, all of that to say, I am now deep in the trenches of learning about Formula One and also learning how to be an audiobook narrator. Which is a form of acting, and I haven't acted since I was in high school. You've acted your whole wedded life pretending that you like me. Is that right? It's pretty true. So I have 25 years of experience I can put on my resume? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, most people would be like, oh, I mean, that checks out. Well, I'm more qualified than I thought. You are. You are a, you are a walking qualified thing of stuff. Everyone knows this. I thought I only had experience from reading aloud to our children and also back in the day, my students. Well, an, an important thing to appreciate is that when you're an ass kicker, all that you have to do is change your body angle towards the new ass that you're going to kick. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That was good advice. It's true. It's true. Um. Okay. I feel like, uh, I feel like LeVar Burton shared that once on Reading Rainbow. I don't think he did. He meant to. Maybe they edited it out, but Probably. I have always had access to the. It's on the DVD. The edited Director's footage. Cut. Yeah, yeah. They've they've for years they've run those episodes through me. I've never been paid once, mm. but I keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I did for a while. Lavar kind of pissed me off here a little while back, and I haven't done it in a bit. <laughs> I don't think he does reading Rainbow anymore. Well, no, he doesn't. We moved on into multiple other endeavors. Okay. <laughs> We've moved on into watching a new show. Well, we talked about it a little bit last week, I think. No, we didn't talk about this oh, one. We talked about one. this well, one. Well, let's, now that I've already helped segue into the wrong note, should we go there first? Yeah. Okay. Mr. In Between. Yes. Talk about it. Well, we did talk about it, but okay. just to add that to. That was good. Next section. Just to add to our understanding of this show. Again, it's Australian. Mm -hmm. It was three seasons. Started in. 2018, I want to say. So it's it's done. Do you think Australians and New Zealanders watch the same programming? Yes. Okay. So we probably have an awesome or two that knows well, about I, this show or has at least. I wonder if Claire does. That's kind of where I was going. She's in New Zealand. Yeah. I feel like I painted that whole picture perfectly, but then you still tried to correct me. I wasn't correcting anybody, but I will tell you that one thing that is really impressive to me about Mystery in Between, mm -hmm. it's so well done. It's so compelling. The star of the show, Scott Ryan, who plays Ray, the lead character, also the writer and the showrunner oh, of the whole show. Wow. That's yes. a full plate. Yes. How does he... I you don't talk know, about but he's somebody really that's great. A ass kicker, but he's turning himself in multiple directions, just flailing away with that one ass kicking leg. Yeah. I will say this is one of those shows. There are only, what, 20, 30 minutes per episode. This is one of those shows that every single episode, something happens that I'm like, oh, my God. Right. Right. It's solid. It's a very solid show. There's a surprise every single episode. I appreciate Everyone. about non-American 
stuff. Yeah. Because it's it, it it is increasingly more difficult as time goes on to find this in American-made stuff. To me, this show is it's like I I probably know somebody like this guy. I probably know somebody that's dealing with some of the same issues that are coming up. It's not fabricated. It's not pretty. In fact, all the actors aren't no pretty unobtainable prettiness. No, it's no, like these are humans. Yeah, very regular looking. D- dealing with a family member that has problems, dealing with frustrations of life. And that's a lot of what this show is about, frustrations of life. Yep. It's good. It's good. I quite enjoy it. We, via you, discovered a new show today, though. It was a happy accident. We haven't finished Mr. In-Between, which I thought you were going to want to complete. I would never watch that without you in the room. Okay. And so I wasn't there. And you were like, I'll just pick this other rando thing. Yeah. I just wanted something playing. I was goofing around with other stuff. I just wanted something going on so it wasn't silent in the room. That feels creepy to me to sit in the bedroom in silence. That's a symptom of our overstimulated culture, I feel like. Or maybe I'm, maybe my right leg is on a swivel trying to kick ass and I need an ass in front of me. Oh, okay. Maybe so. And you weren't there, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For some reason, I thought you were going to say that you were fooling around. With a Ouija board. Why did my brain say that? I was. was, Where the hell's my Casio watch? (laughs) You stealing sons of bitches. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. Ask where my yellow cardigan is while you're at it. Please. If I can get the Casio watch, I'll probably get you your cardigan and two or three other people's cardigans, too. (laughs) But I'm going to keep focused on one thing at a time. (laughs) Okay. This other show that you found, uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Resident Alien. Yes. Uh, it's a sci-fi production, sci-fi network production. The main... Which, by the way, some of the more delightful shows of our life Truly. have come from, yeah, from that area. Yeah. This, uh, the, the lead, and you're looking up his name, right? Well, I don't know how to say it. Well, let me see it. Maybe I can read. Okay, you go for it. Um, Alan is his name. Alan... T-Y-D-U-K? Is that what it was? Yeah. Please talk. I'm going to figure something out here. Tidic? Tiduck? He's so famous, you know exactly who he is if you... The the first thing we remembered him from was A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Um, This guy, and I can't remember the character's name that he played, but he was was the ass kicker there. Tuduk. Tuduk. Alan Tuduk. Tuduk. Listen. Why, why oh, didn't it you, it? Yeah, you're you're gonna get us copyright stricken. No, don't don't play that. This is just a pronunciation. La, la, la. Alan Tudick. Okay. Alan Tudick. Tudick. But then this says duck. Clearly, it does. Alan Tudick. It does. I don't. I don't trust the interwebs. Yeah. I feel like we've been led astray. There's some more thunder. Alan Tudick is the lead. Yes. In Resident Evil. Yes. Alien. And he is a delight. Brilliant. The the general premise is that he showed up. As an alien on a mission to destroy all human life, his ship crashed. He had to assume a human form. He killed a guy and replaced him. And then it's his weird interaction in this rural 
area in Colorado. Colorado. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's a delight. His awkwardness, his delivery of it. He makes the whole show. He does. It is spectacular. Yep. Um, it's funny. It's inappropriate. It's all the things that that tickle my gizzard. I will say this, if I may. Yes. We were definitely enjoying Mr. Inbetween. Mr. Inbetween, although it has lighthearted moments, it it's, also is kind of dark. Yes. Well, it's, yeah, it can get very intense. And very sometimes intense. you're like, you know what? I don't want to lay here in clenched cheeks. Exactly. I want to I want to laugh. And having just come off of True Detective Night Country, which I did finish, it was extremely intense. I loved the ending. I feel like I feel like the the Venn diagram of people who loved the last season and the ending of Lost and the people who loved the explanation of what was going on in True Country Night True Detective Night Country, I feel like that Venn diagram is a complete circle. Okay. Okay. I loved it. But I, anyway, okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to change. Well, I was just going to say, I, we've been watching some dark stuff. Yeah. But Resident Alien is so delightful. I just want to, I just want to, I can't wait to finish recording so we can go binge it some I, more. Damn right, we're going to. And this will be a short episode, everyone. Be prepared. I want you to appreciate my transitional prowess here oh. as I as I do this, as I segue. Okay. So... Some shows are really good, right? Yeah. Some shows stink. Yeah. Speaking of things that stink and dealing with them, I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is a potential hot topic for some people. Deodorant. Yeah. Or antiperspirant, whichever. That's not the, the hot take. How do you feel about, like, when that should go on? Do you put that on? While you're basically nakies, at least from the waist up, and then put your shirt on? Or do you put your shirt on and then try to wrench around and get the stick up in there and rub deodorant or antiperspirant all over your shirt on the way in and out? Which, what's your approach? What's your technique? I feel like we're of the same mind, but we do have a departure on this. Oh, boy. Okay. I, of course, as I feel like most rational humans would feel, I'm going to put it on before I get dressed. Right. Post-shower. Yeah. Well, not I'm, dressed yet. And if you decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to conserve water and not shower today. You definitely need some deodorant. Yes. I'm going to put it on before I get dressed. Now, here's... And you agree. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, here's where we have our departure. If I forget mm -hmm. to put it on and I have gone ahead and gotten dressed... I'm still going to put together. You're going to do the yep. the reach under. I I can not do it. I refuse. I know. I'd rather stink all day if the shirt goes on. I'll be right. Before the deodorant gets put on. That's it. It's not a deodorant day. It's just not going to happen. I don't I don't care. I don't apologize. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to stretch out my shirt or wipe deodorant all over it trying to get all up in my pit crevices. Now look. I got you New deodorant. I know. You have deodorant discontent, and so does your 16-year-old daughter. You two are the pickiest about deodorants I've ever met. I've gone years without wearing it. Now, thankfully, I'm a, I guess I'm one of those gifted people that just doesn't typically have much body odor. But with this move to a more humid climate, I've been getting a little stank up in there. You know what we're, I'm saying? We're in the beginning of March and it, we're already sweating. Yeah. Like, and it's going to continue this way throughout I've, the year. I'll tell a story on myself. Okay. When when I was in college and 
I was the traditional age. It wasn't like, you know, when I was a continuing ed student at age 42, mm -hmm. when I was in college as a teen and early 20s guy, depending on what all was going on, sometimes there might be a few days where I didn't shower mm -hmm. and I could get some funk going. Yeah. And one time I'd gone to Walmart. Isn't that where all the great things happen? Mm -hmm. I'd gone to Walmart. It'd been one of those stretches. I think it was during finals, and I didn't have any finals, but I had to be there because I was a, a hall director, and I had to stay until the last sweaty body was out of there. Yeah. Well, I'd gone to Walmart, and I'm moving through the aisle, and I squat down to get something, and right as I do, a pretty dirty-looking person walks behind me, and they smelled like spicy crutch stink. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that, that is not okay. Uh -huh. I even I even chuckled about it a little bit. It was just so nose piercingly bad. Sure. Um, I go a few aisles later. It's crazy the way this played out, and I, I swear I'm not making this up. A few aisles later, eh, you intersect the same people again. I'm bent over looking at shelf. This person goes by, and I smell it again, and I'm like, bro, you're wrong. You're just wrong. It's bad. A few aisles later, I'm by myself. It happens again, the smell, and I realize, oh, that's uh, that's you, <laughs> Mr. Unclean, Mr. Disgusto. Go wash your privates, would you? That's that's you smelling like that, sir. It was an embarrassing moment for me, and I did go right back to the dorm and take a, a hot steamer. A scalding shower. Yes, yes. <laughs> I used Comet to scrub off <laughs> all the badness. A Brillo pad. It was bad. Um, I went and bought you deodorant special. You did. And it's a delightful deodorant. I bought it in the natural deodorant section. What's the brand? Mm. Uh, Everyman Jack. Everyman Jack. What's the scent? Not a sponsor. Sandalwood. Now. It's a safe scent to go with. Look at. For the, men or women. Look at the stick. Yeah. Is it white? It's clear. It's clear. Yeah. It's still, it'll still leave a snail trail on a black shirt, though. Will it? Well, rub it on your shirt, tough guy. Uh, don't do that. You're wasting my deodorant. I'm proving a point. Okay. Well, when you when that shirt's ruined, don't come crying to me. See? There's a little smudge of clearness. Yeah. There's no white streak. Well, no, it, but it, it looks like a snail crawled across your shirt. Yeah, I can still see it. I can't it. see it. Well, maybe you need your eyes checked. I do, definitely. Maybe you wouldn't lose so many diamond earrings if you could see these things. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I feel good. I feel, I do. I feel <laughs> that one. small sense of internal pride over that. I do. Thank good. you. Thank you. Um, okay. I have a, a recommendation to give okay. via, via TikTok, but I need to tell a story first. Don't, don't look at my notes. I'm trying not to, but I, I already glanced. I feel like I've, I've unburied the lead. Maybe, maybe not. Last week, you had to carry the episode because of my migraine recovery. It was a megrain, I thought we decided. Megrain. Uh, I thought this week I would do a little deep dive, a little research, a little story to entertain you. Am I allowed to interrupt? I hope you will, because we got a lot of ground to cover. Okay, okay. Well, I'm good at interrupting. All right. Try I've to talk, and I'll show you. came across this topic via your favorite social media app and mine, TikTok. Uh, is it your favorite, or is uh, yeah, I Reddit your favorite? Is Reddit social media? Yeah, I think so, in a way. Okay. Well, then Reddit's definitely number one. Okay. 
good. I'd just like to have things cleared Let's up. Let's look at our screen time. I feel like it's important not to lie. Let's look at our screen time maps right now. Me and you. I do, we have what? Yeah. Open what up this? your screen time. I don't know what that is. Where do I go? Go into settings. Possibly. Well, you, Everyone's screaming at their phones right now. You're dead airing. You're creating a horrible episode, and my Casio watch is nowhere to be found. Screen time. It's in settings, yes. Okay. <laughs> settings. You talk, and I'll look mine up. Okay. Once you get into there, let's look and see. Oh, Why mine's not I turned on, it? so. <gasps> you turned yours off? Probably. I don't. I don't like being tracked. Okay. Well, that, that led us nowhere. That's okay. That's neither here nor there. I can tell you that my laptop once a week tries to give me some report that basically says, you've been on the computer 24 hours a day for the last week. That's not. Where are your parents? On a laptop? That's not helpful. I, well, no, I don't turn mm. it off. <laughs> that's weird. I can't remember the last time I restarted my computer. Yeah, Apple, you're being too helpful. Like, Back off. For, we don't need to right. know how much time we're on our laptops. Indeed. They're, Thank you. They're work machines. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway. I feel like that's an ad and we should get paid for it. Okay. TikTok led me to this story. Okay. Thank you for... Getting us back on track. The reason it stood out to me is it takes place right here in the Sunshine State, sunny Florida. Okay, which region? You're about to find out. Buckle up. Disney decided... Uh-oh, Orlando. It is in the Orlando area. Disney decided uh, 30 years ago, back in 1994... That's a real kick in the crotch, isn't it? That was wow. 30 years ago, bro. Wow. <laughs> Was it 10 years ago, baby? It was 30 years ago, 1994. Oof, making me feel old. Disney decided to create a town that was a utopia of sorts. Mm. A highly planned community just south of Orlando in the community of Osceola, nearish to the Magic Kingdom. Okay. So it's like a like a clandestine Disney village. Right. Except you live there. Yeah. Okay. And they named it Celebration. Mm. Celebration Florida. Have you ever heard of Celebration Florida? I feel like I have, but I can't uh, I can't pinpoint and be like, oh, yes, I heard about it, and then I lost my Casio watch. <laughs> what were you doing in 1994? I was, I was graduating high school. Yeah, you were. I believe the slogan was, we got pimps, we got whores, we're the class of 94. Yeah. Entire that's a, that's a like a snapshot of 1994 that, right there. I really I feel like that was a thing people said back then. I never said it because I was like I'm I don't have either of those. 
my parents won't let me have those. <laughs> it argues with our religious choices and freedoms. Okay. Well, Disney was like, hey, we got the whole Magic Kingdom thing going. What if people could live here? What if that was actually a Russian village established to train their spies how to seem like they were American and then for it, the sleepers? Yeah, American, the Americans. Damn you, Disney. Well, they did it. They built this beautiful community called Celebration, gorgeous homes, picturesque scenery, white picket fences, the whole mm -hmm. spiel. Love a white picket okay. fence. They wanted it to be a sort of uh, nostalgic throwback to the 1950s. Uh, it's absolutely a Russian training camp. Yes. Disney invested four billion dollars what yeah and to create because they created it from the ground up was that bigger than national gdp at the time it probably was that's insane they they created it from the absolute ground up there was no infrastructure there wasn't even there. ground they hauled in ground and trucks okay, okay there was ground god <laughs> gave them the earth but they had to do everything else there was no infrastructure nothing they created okay okay entirely artificial Okay, so you've got these beautiful homes, and they're they're meant they're to be— They're fake? No, just listen. I'm trying to figure out your statement entirely artificial. Artificial in the sense that there was—it was not—it um, was highly controlled, okay? okay? Okay, There was nothing natural or, or organic about it. Was the plant life fake? Kind of. I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. The, the homes, you when you bought a home there— you had to agree to follow a 160-page book of rules. Holy moly. About how your house has to be maintained. They controlled everything from, well, first of all, every single house household had to have a Mickey icon hidden somewhere in the home. Mm, I'll show you home. where I'm hiding mine. A Mickey icon, okay? Only certain plants were allowed inside and outside. Would people come garden. into your house to inspect? Yes. Them? Wow. I don't like this at all. You could only have one car in the driveway. Okay. <clears throat> you had to have, there was a palette of colors that you could choose for your curtains. And only from those colors that they gave you the choices of. Okay. I feel like our government has taken a page from Disney and is working towards something nefarious. They brought in speakers. They installed speakers throughout this, the neighborhood streets of celebration to play either birdsong or muzak. So everywhere you went, there it's was a, a small background. world after all. <laughs> that would be the ninth circle of hell, Dante's ninth circle of hell, I think. <laughs> they curated the seasons. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Orlando. Orlando's not known for its four distinct seasons. Right. It's right. mostly it's, hot and humid or hot and raining. Yes, yes. Which um, creates humidity as well. They brought in fall leaves in the fall and spread them throughout the community to make it look like fall. Oh my gosh. And they took it a step further in winter. They would sprinkle snow on the rooftops of the homes. This is amazing. This? this was just the 90s. They were using cutting-edge technology. Can I pause you for a minute? Yeah. Just because you made me think of a thing. Okay. When, when I worked at TCU. Go Frogs. Go Frogs. They... Gorgeous, gorgeous campus. Yes. They actually brought in squirrels. Oh, what? To 
repopulate all the trees on campus. And then that's true. That's at least what was told to me. And there was a whole staff of people that were responsible for that and that would travel campus in the the little work carts, the little mini pickup golf cart things. They would travel every night through there to clean up squirrel spore off of the sidewalks and do things to keep it all pristine. I feel like someone was trolling you when you they I, the So the the semester that I had the light color and space class. Yeah. That was uh I think that was like a six PM class or something. Um and I saw the the little pickups going through doing this. So I mean maybe somebody was trolling some, but I'm whether they were paid or not, I saw people in university, little work trucks, cleaning up poopy from squirrels. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That's what this all made me think of. Sure. Of course. Well, Disney brought in leaves so that you could have your fall experience. They brought in snow so you could have a so touch. They spread them out so you can rake them up. They brought in snow so you could have a touch of winter, but let's be honest, nobody comes to Florida because they want to experience the winter. Right. And how long is that snow going to last? Right. By the time it was all said and done, when it finally opened, there were 10,000 residents in the little community what? of Celebration, Florida. What? Yes. Yeah. That's like four times the size of the town I grew up in. Right. And nobody pretended to make it up. It was an organic town. I forgot to mention this at the top. I'm getting my information from a TikTok account called Dr. Not as Evil. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of this like AI voiced like info. You so this get... could all be complete bullshit. I did a little light fact checking with some other sources. There, there's some quibbles about like maybe uh, how many people live there at what time, but all of the the general facts stand. I want to go toilet paper someone's house there. Well, you'd probably get in big trouble. If they could catch me. I'm still relatively fleet of foot over short distances. Okay, good to know. So as long as I've got a getaway vehicle to get to, preferably someone driving because I'm also not in good shape. And even after a short distance, I'm going to be breathing too hard to drive. Okay, noted. Can you cover that part? Uh, No. You drive fast. I do drive fast. I can do it. Okay. It should be noted that after everyone started moving in, it wasn't too long before residents started complaining of leaking roofs. And as it Mm. turned out, there was a plethora of improper building construction. All said and done. Cutting corners. Yep. 70 homes needed new roofs. And we're talking within the first couple of years after people started moving in. Out of like what, though? 3,000, 5,000 houses? Said 10,000 people. I'm assuming not everybody had their own home. I don't know how many houses there were, but 70 within a couple of years of moving in? It's definitely a problem. And if that was KB Homes, well, shame on you. And I think it was a little elevated, but maybe not because, as it turns out, just the homes were shoddily and hastily built. Now, even more problematic than the improper construction of the homes was the school, the local Mm. school. So not really... Nobody was certified to teach? I don't even I think that they probably were certified, but somehow along the way, city planners had not gotten a good grasp on how many kids would need to be going to school, even though they're building a housing community within 10 miles of the Magic Kingdom. Like, yes, families are going to be there. So they found themselves in a situation where they would have 80 children in a classroom with three teachers overseeing 80 students in a classroom. That's uh, that's not good. They started out with a staff of 19 
shortly into this endeavor, the principal and half of the staff had quit. The people were just like, this is not tenable. This is not sustainable. Schools were the first reason that people began trying to sell their houses and get Mm. out of celebration, except remember that that 160-page rule book? Yeah, you can't sell your house. If you sell your house, you had to sell it for a minimum of $124,000, which seems like a steal in these days. But in in the late 1990s, that was 20% above average home costs in Florida. Well, and if a lot of people are trying to sell, you flooded the market as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's going to be a problem. It was supposed to be a place of escape, a place of separation from the world's problems where everyone's shiny, happy people all the time. Now, you know human nature. Do you think that this little experiment worked? Well, if you think it did, go watch The Matrix. They explain how that shit works out. Yes. It's an older movie, but it's accurate. Something else that popped up as things began to deteriorate through the community, morality, apparently, because they they instituted this thing, this practice called Celebration separation, which was essentially wife-swapping or Mm. swinging, as it's colloquially. Everybody put your Casio watches in this bowl, and whichever one the woman picks, the owner is who she goes (laughs) home with. And so what happens is, first of all, people from the outside even begin like saying that there's a lot of incestuous things happening because... Incestuous? Because, listen, here's what would happen. And the reason this TikTok came across my feed to begin with was not from... Because you're into incest. Oh, my God. It sounded like that, though, didn't it? (laughs) It kind of did. I didn't get served the original from Dr. Not as Evil. No, what came across my feed was a young woman stitching part of that Dr. Not as Evil video to say that she was a child who was born there. And to this day, she does not know who her father is because there was a pool of like 80 different men who had been her father. And so the incestuousness comes in with the fact that you have these kids going to school together who think that they're classmates, but they're actually related. Okay, yep. Um, So that's weird, right? Um, Eventually, like, things fall apart, as they always do, right? Well, yeah. Crime begins to come in in 1998, four years after Celebration opens. You have your first crime with a home invasion where a, Mm. a couple was... Um, bound and held at gunpoint while somebody they kind of liked it but that's beside the point 10 years after its launch disney sold in 2004 sold all of celebration this four billion dollar investment they're like this is too much it's too effed up yeah people are being people in here we don't want this they sold it to a new york um venture capital firm is that a thing? Trump International? <laughs> it might have been, but I don't think it was. Or I think Dr. Not as Evil would have pointed that out. Um, further deterioration in the community. That was in 2004 when Disney bailed okay. and sold it. Wow. Uh, the recession. So they made it 10 years before they were just like, you know what, <laughs> guys, yes. we're out. Yes. Further deterioration when the recession of 2008 hits. More homes going on the market, more people taking a loss on their homes. Also more crime. We have our first murder. Mm. Murder. There's also, unrelated to the murder, there's a standoff with the police where somebody else dies. I love how Dr. Not as Evil said it in their AI voice. Slowly then all at once, the tapestry began to unravel. Indeed. The controlled perfection experiment really began to fall apart. However, 
I was so curious, like, what is Celebration Florida now? Is it still a thing? So I did some digging. It is still a community. About 7,500 people live there. It's still a beautiful community. It has very expensive homes, beautiful scenery, still has that strict HOA, Homeowners Association. Still bad schools is what I heard. I don't mean to slander. Allegedly still bad schools. It's how many years? Thirty like some years. So Thirty years you said since, since then. So does, is anybody still living there? Have kids of school age? Does I, I the mean, school system even matter? Well, remember when all of the, the houses went on, you know, fire sale basically in two thousand eight, and more families moved in. Okay. Um, there's no grocery stores in Celebration, Florida. Mm, that's good planning. They really encourage in Celebration. They encourage, to eat your children. <laughs> <laughs> they really encourage you to walk or bicycle everywhere, but there's no grocery store. So if you want to go to Publix, you've got to get in a car and drive to a bigger community to go get groceries. I'm, You know what? i got to give the nod to Publix to say, hell no, we're not building anything there. <laughs> this place is messed up. One last thing I think you need to know. To this day, Celebration, Florida is known for its Christmas celebrations because they do still bring in the snow the artificial snow this is amazing i don't ever want to go there even just to looky loo i don't want to i don't want to be there okay this is terrifying i feel like a better experiment because obviously trying to create perfection doesn't turn out well right they should go in to purposefully create imperfection and then see if oh. humans revolt against it and make a better place why hasn't anyone done that yet maybe that's what we'll do next or is that what this whole entire planet earth experiment it's, is it's honestly what my experience feels like as a bad husband and father that somehow you guys continue to overcome <laughs> and rise above the trash that i bring into your life you're silly don't say that it's a little true i have one last recommendation okay as you may know i am into astrology right now yes i have found a, are you reading it or listening to it i'm mostly learning about it on tiktok okay well that's I a great source i i would love to sit down and do some actual study. I just, I can't, I don't have time right now. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, somebody on TikTok does. There's a lot of TikTok. There's a lot of astrologers on TikTok, okay? Yeah. I came across one who I think is so spot on. I absolutely jive with his whole perspective and an interpretation of how your natal chart in astrology, like what all the components are that you need to look at to have a better understanding of who you are. Okay. The energies that have impacted you and how you respond with those he's called his tiktok account is just called alex astrologer alex astrologer that sounds no like, alex astrology that sounds looks like that what he looks like he knows exactly all the things yeah see how i was watching about leo's see how he has a mustache that looks like a prepubescent yeah hispanic child yeah it's a goatee technically no 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 it's like a it's a mustache and a soul patch yes and that's how it's, you know he knows his astrology it's stuff. It's very scant. He, it's not filled in well. He just did. He's out of Dallas. Did he draw it on with eyeliner? It's possible. He's out of Dallas. He just did a series on what your moon sign says about you and like how okay. to interact with what your moon sign is. It is so spot on. It was painful. I sent Daisy hers because she is a Virgo moon. And she was like, wow, I can't believe he just read me down that way. Like... It's so, so freaking accurate. Um, but let me say one more thing. His main thing is he really wants to teach people how to look at their own natal chart and then like figure out how they themselves can look at their chart and make sense of it and figure out what's going on. Okay. So there's that. I will put a link in the show notes to his account if you want to go check him out. I've traveled a path okay. with all this stuff. Yes. Um, oddly through 
trading, investing, yeah. all that stuff. There's there's a whole thing there, and maybe someday that's a a deeper shared deeper dive that I've already done. I don't know. I'm I can absolutely see from the perspective of what you just stated that you can you can read these things about sun sign moon sign all of that stuff from your natal and you can you can see some very accurate descriptions as to what your what your inclinations are yes what your natural responses are what your characteristics are right but i refuse to believe that based on What's in what's what's conjuncting what's this aspect to that all that I refuse to believe that that guides my life right yeah I can say well yeah if I'm living life unconsciously mm-hmm. and I'm just going through the motions that there can be some things where my natural reactions fit whatever whatever's being represented in the sky yeah if there's something that is mayhem then i would i would unconsciously make decisions that would allow mayhem yeah i can i can accept that but if i'm conscious to it and i am purposely making choices i refuse to believe that what's going on in the sky dictates how my life turns out i agree with that i really do okay i truly do good i didn't want to have to fight but I was willing to. I will arm wrestle you for the truth. You'll probably win. I am a feeble, weak old man. And I am strong. And I have issues with bowel control. Just to put that out there. Okay. We uh what we we made uh we made an interesting version of your famous roast today. Yeah, we did. You want me to talk about it? Well, I mean I was trying to feed you some content to talk. Okay, it's really hot in here, so I'm. It is hot. I was looking I'm to feeling wrap a little up. dizzy, and yeah, I'm starting to smell that old Walmart crotch smell as we sit here. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it, but everybody likes their own flavor, I guess, right? Yep. I think you just gave us our episode title. <laughs> um, Walmart crotch. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so I wanted to make a pot roast. I've been making Reed Drummond's Pioneer Woman. Now it's yours. Roast recipe for a decade. You or more. fixed her recipe where it fell short. We don't have all of the things the cooking in our current accoutrement. Yeah, that uh, that we used to. Yeah, pots, so pans. I I was still bleary eyed in the kitchen, drinking coffee, and like I think we should do that roast today. But yeah, our, I'm just our like, fridge, just as a side note, yeah, she got some issues and we're yeah. like, we got to hurry up and cook that meat. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting on a part to have that fixed. But in the meantime, yeah, we had to hurry up and cook it. And I genuinely was still still first cup of coffee. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was like, well, I can just use this for that part and this for that part. And you're like, why don't we do this? Why don't we cook it on the stovetop in a giant pot? Yeah, roast. Because all roast is is braised meat. Yes. Now, what was my receptivity to this initially? Well, on a scale of one to ten, it's like any time, any time you have you being a person in general, you have your mind set on something in a routine, you know, and yes. somebody suggests something different. Well, there's a 
there's a little bit of arm flailing and like, I don't know, it's, it's not what I always do. I was very flaily. We, we talk about in this modern era, we talk about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. I genuinely do feel like I have a growth mindset, but there are certain things where I am very fixed and rigid. And the pot roast is one of them. Well, and I'm, yeah. oh, in my defense, in my defense, I don't cook many things very well. That's so, not true. Not many things. That's not true. You cook lots of things well. There are probably five things that I cook really well. There's five things that you cook incredibly well. Okay. And, and the, many things that you cook very well. Thank you. The roast is one of them. And I, my, my uh, to use one of your favorite terms, my butthole clenched. It did. At the thought of deviating yeah. from the way I usually do it. But also in that moment, I was like, you know what? This man right here braises meat. A lot. That was one of my nicknames in high school was Meat Brazer. Oh, Meat Brazer's Eats. Yep. <laughs> There's yeah. so many ways that goes. Okay. Had that stitched onto my letter jacket. <laughs> so I just, I was in that moment, I was like, you know what? I recognize it. I was being very rigid mm -hmm. about the way I wanted to do it. And I can trust you with your expertise your <laughs> meat braising. Your predilection <laughs> for braising a meat. So I don't I said, like it much, but that some bitch can braise some meat. I said, all right, let's do it. We started with a smaller big pot and we had to go to the jumbo. Baby. The giant pot. If I may. Please do. You are very, you are wildly open-minded about things. But I feel like we all have, we all have a certain amount of bandwidth that we can contribute to anything. In life, and that bandwidth goes first to the most important things. And the process of putting a meal together is pretty low on your list of like, this is critical mass for today. So that's a place where you're anchored and it's just like, this is how I know to make yes. a roast. Absolutely. I don't want to commit yes. this valuable brain yeah. time and energy because I'm over here slaying dragons. I don't have time to. I'm over here learning about Formula One. Right. I and can't do roasting away. Being a voiceover for books and stuff. So yeah. you don't criticize yourself and say you're not open minded. Holy smokes, we just moved across the country and all kinds of things on your open mindedness. Now, please feel free to carry on if you can remember what you were saying. Just that. Just I wanted to defend you from yourself. Thank you. Just that I was feeling reluctant to try it a new way, but we did it your way, and it turned out delicious. We were all tantalized by the smell of it cooking. Oh, for it hours. smelled good for so long. The kids kept asking us over and over, is it time to eat yet? Is it time to eat? Because it smells so good. Uh, everyone devoured their, yes. their, Destruction. their pot roast cooked on the stove in a pot. In a pot. It's, uh, it's, it's, it was pretty simple really we did have to cut the roast into chunks yeah i think that's important to note we had to do some different techniques yeah to fit it in there but then like you you did searing on all the the vegetables yeah. dumped them in i seared the meat chunks dumped that in and then just broth and simmer for yeah what was it hours, four or five four hours? hours four and a half i think by the time i said and done and it was exactly the roast you've always made so good you want me to go make you a roast beef sandwich right now? No, I'm so full. I'm good at Just roast beef sandwiches. The thought of eating more makes my eyeballs sweat. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, let's get back to Resident Alien. Okay. And Alan Tuduk. Yes, or Two Dicks, as it were. It's his high school nickname. And I'm don't sure don't, that's right. Don't ask why. Um, great actor, by the way. Fantastic. Enjoy the show. Check it out. 
It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Or probably if you have the Sci-Fi Channel, you've probably already been watching it. Maybe it came out so. in 2021. And good on you if you have been. It came out in 2021. It's still in production. That's the other bonus. Yeah. There's two seasons, I think, on they're in, three? They're in the airing of the third season current. Okay. Okay, so, but there's... Two probably on Netflix, two on, I think there's two on Netflix, but there's more to come. Yes. Isn't that a delight Isn't when there's more of a good thing? Yes. They'll probably cancel it. <laughs> A-holes or Netflix will be like, ah, we're taking it off the network. Probably. And that's how they say it when they do Absolutely that. Absolutely they do. Okay. Everyone, be awesome. Yep. Have an awesome <clears throat> today. You might as well have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.